Hi friends, welcome to the Oh Happy Day podcast where we talk about spiritual formation and pursue the joy of the Lord together through life's ups and downs. In the last episode, we walked through taking our thoughts captive as a way of cultivating intimacy with God and experiencing transformation from the Spirit. So today, I wanted to press a little deeper into the question of formation and highlight the why behind spiritual formation and why it matters a little bit deeper. Anyone who has ever started or sustained a fitness journey knows that the why, which keeps you going back, is crucial to determine if you're going to stay consistent in putting in the hard work required, or if you're going to fall out of routine simply because it's easier. As with all habit formation, you need to have a why. You need to have a why that is stronger than all of the excuses and reasons that you can possibly think of to quit, a why that can sustain you. For me, mine, in light of spiritual formation, is the reality that every moment of every day, of every week, of every year, I am either being formed to look more like Jesus or more like something else. So I want to take seriously the habits and the disciplines that shape my life and the kind of relationship that I have with Christ. C.S. Lewis, who is another one of my favorite authors, he claimed that people don't often need to be taught as much as they need to be reminded. So rather than going through a specific practice or discipline, I would like this episode to serve as a foundational reminder of why we need daily practices to draw us to the heart of God and what can happen when we're faithful to develop these spiritually forming habits. No one may be asking, How do I cultivate a deeper rhythm of fasting in my life? But what you may be asking is, how do I keep myself from losing my temper with my kids or with my coworkers? It's kind of the same question. No one may outright be asking, how do I battle discontentment at a soul level and detach from the narrative of overconsumption and materialism going on in my heart? But what you may be asking is, how do I stop comparing my life to someone else's? How can I stop thinking about what my house looks like compared to what I see online or what I see in the homes of my friends? So let me ask you just another simple question. When you squeeze an orange, what do you expect is going to come out of it? Orange juice, because that's what's always been inside of it. When you squeeze a lemon, what do you think is going to come out? Lemon juice. That's just what has always been inside of it. So as humans, our inner lives are forming. I think we're all decently well-versed in putting our best foot forward for others to see when it comes to our day-to-day interactions, but often it's what's truly inside of us that comes out in moments when we're hard-pressed. No one wants to lose their temper with their kids. No one wants to ruin their budget on just little treats from the coffee shop because that's our dopamine hit of choice when we're stressed or tired or anxious or whatever. No one needs or no one wants to let their time in scripture come second to time spent on social media. The spirit may be willing in all of these things, but the flesh just gets so dang tired and cranky and weak and overextended. And before we know it, it gives in. And our spiritual disciplines are no longer daily habits, but they become just an occasional exercise, replaced instead with these shortcuts that leave us feeling disconnected from the power and the presence of God in our lives. 
As we mentioned in the first episode, we as humans are dynamic in our formation. Our daily practices and habits shape who we are, and we can't just do them once and expect to get results. It's an ongoing rhythm that determines the shape that our inner lives are going to take on. Before Taylor Swift ever went out on her Eras tour, she would prepare by singing the entire three-hour set list while running on a treadmill daily for months so that by the time she gives the performance, it looks easy. It's little things done consistently like that. And frankly, that's actually kind of a big thing that was done consistently. But either way, the point is that a habit done consistently is what prepares and allows her to show up well and be sustained for her performances. Now, in an unrelated, but also kind of related analogy, Super Bowls are not won by simply showing up the day of. They're claimed by winning games, which are won by showing up to practices, which are helped by consistency in the weight room and nutrition in the kitchen behind the scenes. Daily habits all combining together to provide the conditioning, the teamwork, the physical, the mental skills needed to perform at a level required to take home a trophy. Similarly, it's the habits and the practices of spiritual formation that prepare us to be squeezed by the pressures of life in so many different ways. Whether that's pressure that comes in the form of making a strategic decision in your business, or receiving a diagnosis that changes your life, or even discerning who it is that you could date in such a way that brings honor to God and enriches both of your lives. Or maybe it's the pressure of determining how you can best parent your children. These disciplines shape how we show up to every aspect of our lives. Now, there's a long list of spiritual disciplines and practices, and I'll have subsequent episodes walking through each of those. Um, Some examples, the inward disciplines are meditation, prayer, fasting, study. Outward disciplines are simplicity, solitude, submission, service. There's corporate disciplines of confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. We will break all of those down thoroughly um, in other episodes, but for the sake of today, serving as more of a foundational reminder, the way that we prepare for both the highs and lows of life is actually one and the same thing. We spend time with Jesus. We pray to him, we read his word, we seek his face. All of these habits are merely tools that help us cultivate a deeper relationship with Jesus, who loves you so much, by the way. One of the most beautiful aspects of having a loving relationship with Christ is allowing him and his spirit to change how we think and how we handle things, so that when we are squeezed by life, for better or for worse, what is it that we can expect to come out in our words, in our thoughts, in our actions? Hopefully, It's an outpouring of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those qualities are collectively known as the fruit of the spirit, not fruits, plural. Thankfully, they all grow together, so you don't have to keep straight in your mind all these different traits that we're seeking to cultivate. No, it's simple. We spend time with Jesus. We pray to him, we, we read his word, we seek his face, we let his spirit produce this kind of fruit in our lives. The fruit of the spirit, it's actually found in a greater passage of scripture that's talking about freedom from legalism. 
and how when we exclusively focus on cultivating a relationship with Christ and following him, the spirit will produce this kind of fruit in our lives and form us to be the kind of people who can face tragedy, who can face heartache, but who can also face abundance and can face opportunity. And what others will see in our lives through our witness is an incarnate, tangible, relational display of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of gentleness, and of self-control. So to wrap up today's episode, I'd love to just give you some scripture so you can hear what God's word says about seeking him, who's the giver of all good gifts. Matthew 6, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Proverbs 8, 17 says, Those who seek me diligently find me. 1 Chronicles 16, 11, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Deuteronomy 4, 29, But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Second Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and repent, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. These verses span the New Testament, the Old Testament. Here alone, there's five different authors represented who span across centuries and different cultures. But the consistent truth is that our God, Yahweh, is a God who wants to be found, who wants to cultivate relationship with you, whose spirit is alive and is active, who is faithful to bring transformation and growth in your life. And daily seeking him is the first step, and he'll lead you and guide you to the next. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to send the link to this podcast to a friend who you think would be encouraged by hearing it. You can share it on social media, put it in your family group chat, just however you like to share things. That kind of sharing is a tremendous help as this is a brand new podcast just starting out. Subscribe to ensure you're notified of the next episode. Take care and have a great day.